0: Deep, deep, deep. Deepest Thoughts is the show that you listen in to know what's, what's going, going on, on in, in sports, sports today, today and, and hear, hear what Chris and Anshu say. The Deepest Thoughts podcast is brought to you by deepestthoughts.com. Host Chris Horwoodell and Anshu Khanna discuss today's biggest news from the world of sports and whatever else is on their minds. Deepest Thoughts is the show that you listen in to know what's going on in sports today and hear what Chris and Anshu say. Welcome to the Deepish Thoughts podcast, episode number nine. Chris Horvidell along with Anshu Khanna as always. Anshu Khanna, last week we spent a lot of time talking about what may have been the greatest bowl game in the history of bowl games, USC Texas, the Rose Bowl, you know, it's what, the 10-year anniversary, the 13-year anniversary, one of those two. How does last night's game, Alabama and Clemson, stack up against that?
1: Wow. That is, I would say, when you think of the way the game played out, especially mm-hmm. at the end, very similar. Definitely comparable I personally, I I think one of our main re- reasons for why we liked that game so much more, or so much more than most other games, was the star power. Yeah. And No matter what were, was going to happen, this game did lack that. Um, but I don't want to, I don't want to, you know, say that it wasn't good just because of that. It was a great game, well played. I thought that it had almost everything you'd want as far as the defense early on, and the offensive explosion late. And you've got Deshaun Watson, and you've got. You know, you've got that entire Alabama defense that we tossed bouquets at all of last week. Yes, um, and and both Scarborough and just everything. It, it was a great game and a really entertaining game. You had Bill Walton. I mean, you had everything <laughs> you could possibly want. But at the end of the day, I still I would still say that Rose Bowl was was better, or that national title was better, just because of the star power and and the way that it ended so fittingly. Um, when you talk about three Heisman winners on the same field, that one still ekes it out. But th- this was a great game. Let's not pretend like it wasn't. It was really, really good.
0: Let me ask you: better pro prospect going to come from that game or this game? Better, you know, professional career?
1: Wow, just the best guy out of each. Or are you compare? Yeah, because
0: I mean, we talk about all the the iconic names that were in that: the Vince Youngs and the Reggie Bushes and the Matt liners. There wasn't really a great. NFL player to, I mean, Jamal Charles, the best NFL player to come out of that game, I guess? Was Earl Thomas on that team? Yeah, oh,
1: That's an interesting I'm not question. sure if he played on that team. I'm not sure he played on that team. I know, yeah. If it was him, then, yeah, then I, I would go with that. But I don't know. No, you know what? Like, there are just, there are too many good players in this game um, that one of them is likely to come out and be really, really special. I mean, We're talking what six first-round picks Mm -hmm. likely that come out of this game at least this year alone, and then who knows about future years. So, okay. Uh, So so Earl
0: Thomas was the 2010 NFL draft. That was 2006. He was not yet a Texas Longhorn.
1: Okay. So who are we talking about then? I I think it's Jamal
0: Charles. I'm gonna. I'll I'll take a. I'll take a look at these rosters, but. Yeah, I mean, USC was loaded, so maybe the th- maybe there's somebody on that USC team yeah, that, that, like in the Maul next Luka. couple of years. Clay
1: Doesn't... Matthews. Clay Matthews is likely on that team.
0: Oh, uh, I don't know, but let's see. You don't think? I
1: don't know.
0: All right, I think so, he's probably on that team. So when we look at wide receivers, uh, you got Patrick Turner, Steve Smith, Dwayne Jarrett, Alsbury, blah, 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 yeah. not, not really missing anything there. The offensive line had one time number one overall recruit Jeff Byers, uh, Drew Radovich, Chiller uh, Rochelle, Ryan Khalil. So that's a good player right there. Uh, Charles mm-hmm. Brown was a freshman on that team. Sam Baker was. A, oh, that was a, some good offensive lineman. Uh Fred Davis was there. Anthony McCoy was there. So a couple NFL tight ends. The Sanchez. I'm guessing
1: it's somewhat on one of the defenses, is my guess. Yeah,
0: yeah. The Sanchez was there. Um, Texas
1: had a good safety that year, for sure.
0: Uh, Michael yeah. Griffin. Michael Griffin. Yep. Okay.
1: Yeah. Darnell Bing, I think, was probably on UFC. Oh,
0: boy. Remember when Darnell Bing was the biggest thing in the world and he was just going to be a monster? Yeah. You know? yeah. and it, it, <laughs> uh, Lawrence Jackson on that team, Cedric Ellis on that team. Brian, okay, so you, the yeah. linebacker's very good. You have Cushing. Um, yep. My. yeah. Uh, Clay Matthews is on that team. Malu is on that team. They're younger, but they're on the team. And Kevin Thomas, a corner; Sharice Wright, a corner; Terrell Thomas, a corner.
1: A lot of good NFL players, though, in that. That's crazy.
0: Yeah, they they did just fine for themselves. Uh, let's see. Yeah. Let's take a look at Texas. Uh, obviously, right, I'm going to say Vince right, Young. So who do
1: you take from the USC side? I think it's Right, Matthews,
0: Matthews right? yeah, I think Matthews. Texas uh, at quarterback, you have Vince Young and Colt McCoy. That's a, a solid little duo at quarterback. Um, Selvin Young, Jamal Charles, Henry Melton was a freshman on that team. Wow. Uh, Lima Swede was there. Billy Pittman, Quan Cosby, Jordan Shipley. Good God, there is that—that's a loaded wide receiver <laughs> core. Uh, George Walker, who never amounted to anything, was a freshman. David Thomas on that team, uh, guard. You had Cedric Dockery, but he was a freshman. Casey Studdard was there. Will Allen was there. Justin Blaylock was there. Jonathan Scott was there. Tony Hills was there. Uh, Lyle Settlin was there. That's there's some talent on that line. Brian Robeson on at end. Tim Crowder, Arakpo was a freshman.
1: Ooh, there you go!
0: Boy, was is Arakpo really that young? Here's a oh man, Arakpo is younger than we think he is, isn't he? Yeah, he's, he, he's only yeah. thirty. He
1: just got banged up and he had to miss a year, and that tends to jog your opinion of him and advance their age a couple of years.
0: And that's probably true. That's probably true. Uh, Rod Wright at defensive tackle, Roy Miller at defensive tackle. Um, there are linebackers. Roderick Muckleroy, Robert Killebrew, not not great. Terrell Brown, Cedric Griffin, Eric Griffin, Aaron Ross at corner, Michael Huff, and uh, Michael Griffin at safety. So good pair of safeties. But, yeah, is it – I don't know. Is, is it Matthews? Is Matthews is the best pro in that game? So are we going to find a
1: better player than Clay Matthews out of this game? I don't know. That's, good. That's probably a toss-up.
0: Who's the best shot? You think John Allen?
1: Mm, I, well, defensively. Yeah. Anywhere you want. I don't know. I, I love Ruben Foster. I think that um, he had a rough game at times yesterday, but yeah. I, I still like him. I have a huge, huge man crush on OJ Howard. I think that okay. he's going to be very, very impressive both running and, or receiving and blocking. You saw some of the athleticism running downfield yesterday and last year, but, I think O.J. Howard has got special potential. Um, I don't really love anyone on the Clemson side. I think that Deshaun Watson had an impressive game, obviously, and twice against a very good Bama defense. Has to, you have to consider it. I mean, you really have to weight that a lot, mm-hmm, right? Absolutely. Like, how, how much do you weight a performance like that by a quarterback who's on the brink of being you know top three or five, and you know, we were poo-pooing his prospect's you know what he was as a draft prospect but what what is that what do you make of those two games
0: you have to you know weigh that heavily in his favor you're talking about players producing when it matters the most and you know we saw what Trubisky did in his bowl game he basically uh you know pooped the bed as the explicit rating but let us <laughs> let us say watson just watson came up huge two years in a row I think when I asked you for a prediction last week, you said I don't know, but it probably won't be as close as it was last year. And that's a yeah. fair—that's a fair comment to make, given what you know we thought was gonna how this was gonna play out. But no question, boy, Deshaun Watson looked great, and all of a sudden, you know, obviously we're a very reactionary culture, so mm-hmm. there's going to be a lot of maybe Deshaun Pretty Watson. Biased. Maybe Deshaun yeah. Watson should be the number one pick in the draft. Maybe we were wrong this whole time. Uh, and you know that's that's obviously overrating Watson, but I don't know. I would have at this. I would have him and Trubisky neck and neck, and maybe the sl- the slightest of edges to Watson. The other thing wow. a- about Trubisky though is he really benefits from not being a big name for a long time. He benefits from not being able to be picked apart over the course of years, which is what happened to Watson.
1: Yeah, I agree with that, but. You know, at the same time, how many times have we seen players I can't remember if we discussed this or not, but I, I think we did. How many times have we seen quarterbacks that have only played one year come into the NFL and prove to be worth what they were drafted? as I mean we Cam Newton's the one. Yeah, I agree. I it's hard to think of anybody else. Um, and mostly it's negative examples when you think of Mark Sanchez
0: and Kelly Smith.
1: So like Kelly Smith, there you go. I So, you know, it's it's tough. I I get the the infatuation with Trubisky as far as physicality, but, man, it's it's really tough to ignore, and that's why I asked you because I, I agree with you. I think that you almost have to wait those two games from Watson equal to the other what, 30 games he started? 24 games mm-hmm. at least he started. And so, but at the same time, you don't want to make the Manziel uh, mistake where Manziel had some very good games against Alabama. Right, let's not forget about him going in the Tuscaloosa and winning there um,
0: I do and- remember that and I do remember some highlight throws that he made that were and I've said this a million times and uh, you know there are some things that I will say that my girlfriend will sort of latch on to and they're sort of her comments when certain people come up in a, when I'm not around and one of those is if you look at Johnny Manziel highlights they're actually Mike Evans highlights
1: <laughs> I love that um, I actually I attended a Johnny Manziel at Death Valley game, okay. which was which has since turned out to have produced like 20 just amazing players when Manziel was a senior, mm. and it was maybe the worst game of Manziel's career uh, <laughs> quantitatively. I mean, I you know what I liked. It. I'll admit it. I was a Manziel apologist in college just because you have to. I. I guess you don't have to. I really enjoyed the spectacle that was Manziel. Like, Mm -hmm. I'm a sucker for that stuff. I'm a sucker for Tebow. I'm a sucker for, you know, just like the interesting story. And and I end up latching on to players like that because I think it's just really funny to see society get all anxious about it and (laughs) have all this, all this like hot take material about whether or not there'll be anything in the NFL. And so I was really excited to see the Johnny Manziel show. And I'll tell you what, that – that was It was a lot of running around and tossing the ball straight up in the air to Evan, just like you'd yeah. expect in any other game. Um, but, you know, he's – I know it's not the same thing as Watson. I'm, I'm just making a point that it can get dangerous to look at small sample sizes because, look, Deshaun Watson struggled often this year. There's a reason why he's not a lockdown number one pick, and it's not just because of his physical limitations. A lot of it has to do with – his mechanics and his performances as well, again, not great defenses. I mean, you have to string together a lot of good performances, I think. And um, and he has done that, but he, he certainly has his blemishes. And I'm, I, I say he's not Manziel, but I, I think it can get dangerous. But you do see the ceiling, and I think that's obviously just as important. And that's kind of what people are doing with Trubisky anyway. I mean, you have to project, right? Like, I mean, it's not all about what they've done already. It's a lot yeah. of it's projection
0: yeah you know what is interesting in terms of Watson, you know everyone was was so excited about him after his sophomore year last year, and you know numbers wise in terms of just in terms of percentages and all of that very similar to what he did last year. You know he was actually actually through for about five hundred more yards. His yards per completion was down half a yard, but you know that's negligible. Touchdowns were yeah. up as you would imagine. And interceptions. You add Mike interceptions were, were up as you would imagine. Yeah, obviously adding Mike Williams certainly helps, but also being game planned against certainly hurts. So, sure. so yeah, you know, Watson didn't have a bad year. He turned the ball over more than he more than you would like. He just he threw the ball a ton for Clemson. That's that's going to make you susceptible to throwing interceptions. Now sure. I find it weird, you know. I am not by any stretch of the imagination a Deshaun Watson apologist. I don't. I think if you no. need a quarterback, you wait until next year. You're, I would not take any of these guys in the first round. And I think the absolute worst thing that you can do, if you know, especially if, if you're a team like the Browns or the 49ers, or I, you know, I guess the the Jaguars are another example that needs a quarterback. It, oh. you know, if yeah, I think Bortles is trash. If you want. <laughs> If you want to get a quarterback, I don't know that I would pass on one. If there's one you think is is better than everybody else, take him. Because the last thing I want in this draft is the third or fourth quarterback. I don't want to have to use. Well, a, I don't want to have to use a first round pick for the third or fourth best guy. I'll ask the Broncos
1: about that. Well, yeah, the
0: Browns have. I mean the the Browns have done that a bunch, and that with that number twenty two pick, mind you. Oh,
1: uh, this is such an interesting. I always I agree with you. completely. I think and this is coming from a Packer fan because I, I just I could not agree with you more as far as if you have a guy make sure you get him mm-hmm. like don't settle for the number two guy so like if you're the Browns and you trade up to, I'm sorry the Eagles no offense but if, if you're the Eagles and you know unless you just absolutely know Wentz is your guy I, I just I don't see how you're like oh I like both these guys a lot, so either way, I'm happy to trade up. I just don't ever see that scenario. Like, either you love a player, or you don't, in my opinion, at quarterback specifically, and you do everything you can to get that guy if he's the one. And so when when someone like Aaron Rodgers slips in your in your lap, and you don't even make any kind of effort to move up, by all accounts, mm. that that to me is that's luck. Like, I think that the yeah. like, Cowboys completely lucked into Dak Cross. Yeah. Oh, I, of I would never say like. Oh, brilliant pick. You know, I, it's hard for me to give them a ton of credit on that. And even the Seahawks with Russell Wilson, like, mm-hmm. <clears throat> I know he got taken higher by them maybe than some other teams would have, obviously. But at the end of the day, like, if you really thought he was going to be what he is, then you would have moved up in the first round or made sure to get him. Oh, you know, yeah. like, and and I, and I think that I settling for third and fourth quarterbacks to me is just such a laughable way to go about, a dangerous way to go about your business. Um, you know, especially in the first round near point. Like, I just, if I I was running a team, there's absolutely no way that I would ever draft a quarterback that will ultimately be my franchise quarterback out of the top five. There's just no way. Because if I think that he's my quarterback of the future, I have to get him.
0: Yeah, no, otherwise you have, I I, I agree with what you're saying in terms of I would never use a first round pick on a quarterback outside of the top five. Obviously, you're going to take developmental guys. And if one of those... Sure. If one of those developmental guys happens to turn into somebody then awesome. But yeah, right. I would I would never go out of my way to pick a quarterback outside of the top 5 picks in the draft and yeah, you I I just don't give the Cowboys any credit whatsoever for Dak Prescott. News, you know, it came out that Jerry Jones would, they wanted to trade up for Paxton Lynch and they failed, so they took a quarterback in the 4th round. It, it it came out that they wanted to take Connor Cook, but he was off the board, so they took Dak Prescott. Ridiculous. Right. I, like they they don't I, get I compl- credit for Dak Prescott. I mean, cool, you have them, good for you, but you didn't earn that. That wasn't you being smart. That was you being lucky.
1: Yes. I I cannot agree with you more. Like, yeah, credit where due. You took the developmental guy. He ended up being way better than you expected. That's the the story. I mean, if you thought Dak Prescott was ready to start for you this year or had any of the the intangibles to be able to do that, you would have taken him in the third round or the second round. I mean, it just doesn't make any sense that you'd have waited. And I actually give – wasn't Didn't they trade up for Connor Cook? Didn't the, the Raiders ultimately trade up so. to get him? I believe so. So I give them more credit for saying, okay, <laughs> we know what his value is. I'm going to go oh, go up and get the guy that we want. I'm not saying that it was hard. That's dangerous.
0: Smart. That's so dangerous. Saying, <laughs> I know no, what you're saying. No, I mean, saying. he's not good. No, I know wrong, what you're saying. I would rather. I remember yeah. a very similar situation where the Philadelphia Eagles and Chip Kelly traded up to the top of the fourth round to get a guy named Matt Barkley.
1: Right. No, but again, <laughs> like... That, to me, that's not luck, though. That's you saying, okay, we identified this player. Yeah. We knew we, we kind of knew we wanted him, so we we proactively went after him and got him. I think the Packers are there with Brett Humley. They traded up. They burned two picks. They said, look, this guy should not be here at this point. Yeah. We will not let this... We will not leave this to fate anymore. We're going up and getting him. I give them way more credit for that, honestly, than Aaron Rodgers. I mean, there's no way Rodgers should have slipped, and granted when you have like a, a player in place maybe you let him fall and maybe that's the case with Romo and Prescott uh-huh. but I just it's hard for me to give him credit when they have three shot bites at that apple and then the fourth time they were like we had to get this guy this was our yeah, yeah. this is the guy we were ultimately going to get I just I it's just this is one of the weird things that I will get up on my soapbox about with the draft that I just <laughs> I can't believe that teams get credit for players like this like the patriots get all this credit for drafting tom brady. Right, what a right. crock. Yeah, honestly.
0: in the 6th yeah. round without they they gave 198 other te- well, not teams, but 198 other opportunities for someone else to pick tom brady before they did.
1: Right. Including themselves four yeah. or five times yeah. probably. Brave, so, brave, you know, man. it's just Yeah, like, I, it's just one of those things that I think you should you deserve the credit for evaluating the player and ultimately taking him when he was there, but especially a quarterback. Mm-hmm. I I struggle with that. And so just to circle back to, to what you're saying, if there's a third guy on the board, yeah. I think you're just tempting Faye with that. You're just you're asking to, to bomb with a late round first late first round pick like that unless you're moving up to get him
0: Yeah, and I'm waiting for I'm waiting for Cleveland to do that. I'm fully expecting Miles Garrett with the first pick. And then they'll take somebody like Deshaun Kaiser with the twelfth pick. Oh, And Kaiser will be there. terrible.
1: Yeah. I, I mean I, if he's there it's I probably
0: don't... fair. Yeah.
1: I would also say this about that. If if Kaiser is your guy, you have to move up, or you have mm-hmm. to make him number one, I think, even, unless you think that there are there are how few players that are not quarterbacks are more valuable than a franchise quarterback. I yeah, mean, nothing. How, how few? Like no, scary. nothing,
0: and nothing, nothing. Going
1: but... into the draft, yeah. So, I mean, so there's no scenario where if you're willing to spend the number 12 pick on Kaiser, you shouldn't then also take him number one. Right. doesn't make any sense
0: I always play an interesting. I always play an interesting game of what if now that you've mentioned Russell Wilson because uh, Andy Reid and the Eagles were incredibly high on Wilson. They were going to take him in the third round if he was there. Uh, He goes, I think. I think he's seventy-five overall, around eighty-five to ninety. The Eagles take their fallback choice, who is Nick Foles. I always wonder what would have happened if Wilson would have, because he certainly went, like you said, higher than people were expecting him to. Even if he would have gone at the end of the third round, that was probably higher than people thought he was going to. And that's probably why Reed and that Eagles regime thought they could get him there. So I always wonder I always wonder what would have been.
1: Yeah, I, uh, I, well, I, I'll say this. I think that Andy Reid is a comparable, at worst, coach to Daryl Bevel and the offense that ultimately developed
2: mm-hmm. Russell
1: Wilson. So I think that would have been a fine landing spot for Russell Wilson. But I also don't... I don't think Wilson, and I'd like to hear your opinion on this, too. I don't Mm. think it was a fate uncomfortably that he would have been good wherever he went. No. You know, like, I think think if he gets drafted in Jacksonville, there's a good chance we're talking about him being out of the league or, you know, a backup or whatever. I don't know that he definitely would have been great no matter where he went. He probably was up there. I I mean, there's a reason Bevel hasn't gotten a head coaching gig. I Mm. think a lot of the credit deservedly goes to Wilson, but – it's hard for me to picture him in just every single scenario being awesome.
0: I agree completely. Where do you stand on these these quarterbacks this year? How is your top three fall?
1: I, I yeah, I don't wanna have too much recency to bias here, but I would I would go with Watson first. I would take I would take the talent of Trubisky, the physical talent of Trubisky second,
0: mm-hmm. and then
1: I would say Kaiser is third. It's close between him and Trubisky. I think Watson's clearly better than both. And, and, yeah, I'll admit it. I mean, those those two Alabama games weigh heavily, and that Ohio State game, and some of the other big, big games. I mean, beating Louisville was just an awesome performance as well. It's hard for me to, to ignore some of those picks. I'll tell you this, though. If Mason Rudolph had come out, he would have been my number one B. I mean, I really like him, and I like it more than those other
0: two guys. Well, that's interesting. How about you? How about, I, I have the same exact order as you do. Hal, if we jump ahead to next year, uh, and I mean obviously a lot is going to happen for then, but you're talking about the Josh Rosen's, the Mason Rudolph's, the uh, Lamar Jackson, Sam Darnold. Darnold. Yeah, how does how does that group fall for you?
1: Wow, oh, I you know I I think we've talked about this before as well, but I need to see more Lamar Jackson. I just mm-hmm. don't know how to evaluate him yet. It's it's like an incomplete for me with him, but I. I I think right now, I like Rosen first, Darnold second, and then Rudolph third over over some of the rest of them. I, well, it's Jake Browning.
0: Where's yeah. Jake Browning I don't, I don't, I don't think Jake Browning has the arm. That's my concern. Oh. I, th- I think he's got a little bit of a noodle arm.
1: I have I have concern with Browning because of the height hand arm, like the combination, because it, it looks like he's forcing some of his passes. I like Rudolph a lot. I really do. I mean, I... Again, it might be recency bias. Again, with his last, the bowl game is, in, is at the forefront for me. But I like him. I, I think that he's got the ability to run an NFL offense. So it uh, makes he, it tough. I, I really need to see more Lamar Jackson. I think that'll be that'll make things interesting.
0: Yeah, you know who I really like too, and I think he blows up next year. Is the kid? Uh, USF? No, the kid from uh, the um, Josh Allen. Yeah. Wyoming.
1: Interesting. Yeah. Love he, Josh Allen. Yeah, there's been a lot about him. Is he not uh, eligible this year?
0: Is he eligible this year? I, know, he might I be. thought, I, I thought I Josh, Josh Allen was a junior. Clearer.
1: I saw a mock recently that had him in the top 15. Wait, what? <laughs> yeah. yeah.
0: I thought he was a junior.
1: that I saw. I don't know. Check that out real quick if you have the ability. Right, I I, am, I'm, I'm not here. quite sure. I'm
0: here right now. Uh, um, Josh Allen... Undecided about future. We can all agree? Like, well, yeah, there so was a mock away. I
1: read recently that had him way, way higher than I expected. Just, and I think part of it was because there are a lot of teams that are looking, and there are not a lot of quarterbacks that people are excited about this year. So,
0: well, as of two days yeah. ago, his father was saying that he believes it's in his best interest for Allen to return to Wyoming.
1: Yeah, and you know, we talked about this with Trubisky last week. I think that. I just think that if you have any hope, of if you want to be a higher NFL pick, I think this is, if you're a quarterback, this is a year to go. Go do it because next year it's going to be too hard. I, I know things can change, but it's I just see, the writing's on the wall.
0: I see what you're saying, and I can get behind that for a guy like Trubisky who he probably is going to be a top three pick, worst top five pick in the draft. I think Josh Allen is the kind of guy, if he comes out this year, he could fall into the fourth or fifth round if things don't break yeah. right. So I don't, I don't, I don't know that I'm taking that chance if I'm Allen just yet. I can't believe that somebody had him in the first round. I think he's way too raw right now to be a first-round pick.
1: It's, I, I think that some of the Went stuff is intriguing to people, and you're talking about a player who's at a higher level, obviously, than Went. So it, we'll see. I, I've that's on. I had read it. I can't remember exactly where it was, but I know that his name is definitely being at the forefront, and then. The one I was going to say that's interesting for next year is a USF quarterback who I think a lot of people are expecting to really blow up, um, and he had a, he had a great year this year, very quietly under the radar. So something to keep an eye out for. I can't remember his name off the top of my head.
0: Um, the oh, oh 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 the the little yeah Flowers Quentin Flowers. Yes, he's not that little. He, he was pretty I think good. He's like six foot tall. I mean, and
1: another guy I'm interested in is Hurts. I mean, he obviously can't come out yet, but it'll be interesting to see him and Francois, too, for the next year.
0: Yeah, no, I agree. Um, interesting little piece of information that is not, not the most relevant thing in the world, but uh, LSU just lost a commitment from a four-star prospect in the class of 2018, which is, you know, who cares? It's a quarterback by the name of Zadrick Dinkelman. <laughs> nice. So Well,
1: I wonder where, where Dinkelman will end up.
0: Good old good old Zadrick Dinkelman. Yeah, it's
1: uh That's an elite man.
0: That it's pretty yeah, and this you are seeing a lot of the guys sort of fall into your line of thinking this year with uh let's just take a shot. You know, you have Kaya came out and Pat Mahomes came out and even Gerard yeah. Evans from Virginia Tech. So I, I guess I can see that. You know, I don't I don't know. Mahomes is just so What are your
1: thoughts on Mahomes? I have a incredibly
0: very, fun, but incredibly unorthodox, and I don't know how he's going to translate.
1: Yeah, oh, I'll tell you, it's, he's very shades of uh, Johnny Football right there. It's
0: hard It's interesting.
1: Yeah, I just he's really fun to watch. I, I enjoy watching it thoroughly. I struggle seeing him, but he could be as a pro, as a starting pro. But I could definitely see him being a, like an interesting backup think you want to toss in there and feel yeah. decent about playing a decent game
0: for you. You know more arm talent than Johnny football though. Yeah.
1: You I know, think hindsight's twenty twenty on that one. What did bit. anyone
0: ever I think Mahomes has a decent arm. I don't did anyone ever think Manziel's arm was anything more than ordinary?
1: No, probably not, but you know he he had the Johnny football thing, productive, no. huge hands, uh, you know, good runner. I think that all those things are, are certainly in his favor unknown athleticism i would say like good agility similar to the health, i think in that way so yeah but you know you had all the other concerns that are obvious so uh i mean i think you know what yeah I, I, uh, it's hard
0: I, to say let's jump back to this game real quick and uh you know, obviously it could have been a different story had bo scarborough not gotten hurt now, Scarborough is a true—he's a true sophomore, but he's three years removed from high school, so he is draft eligible. And he said before, you know, I'm coming back to Alabama for next season. You know, does another injury potentially get him thinking maybe it's time to strike while the iron's hot? Uh,
1: man, I—if I were him, I would go. I mean, yeah, this is a team littered with four and five star prospects, and they weren't as good as he was. He came out of the game and they struggled moving the ball. I mean, they shut down when he was out of the game. Yep. He was he was destroying that Tiger defense. It's hard for me to imagine why he, what he has to prove, honestly. And it's almost the perfect scenario for him to go because, you know, he does have some injury concerns. But, you know, I, I again, all I always say is with the running backs, I would avoid, I would leave the year after I've been super productive because you don't want to or where my draft stock is you don't want to put a lot of miles on those tires. Right. And and I think he's just in the perfect scenario where he didn't ever have to be like a really a full season worth of load on those legs. And so you know I, I if I was him I would get out of there immediately.
0: Where would you rank him with guys like Cook, Fournette, McCaffrey, um, and uh, you know Devontae Foreman, Dante yeah. Foreman.
1: Deontay. Yeah, Marlon You know, Beck, I, I guess, guess it's a, it depends what you need. I, it's hard to compare them to McCaffrey because they're so yeah. incredibly different. But uh, you know, I think that Freeman's a really interesting comparison because I think they're, they do sort of similar things for you. Um, and, he, and I think Derrick Henry is a great comparison for him. And you know, and Henry, had, we've seen Henry with the full workload, so you have to feel a little bit better about him over Scarborough. But uh, yeah. I, we we talked about Scarborough a little bit last week, just in the, his freakish physicality yeah. and how it's just pretty much unparalleled uh, ever for me, at least for watching the player if coming out of high school. So, um, you know, I, I think that he's right in that Freeman class. It's hard for me to put him above Cook or Fournette, for sure, just because we don't have the sample size to look back on. But uh, he is the ultimate. <laughs> you know, if you can judge a book by its cover, he is you look like a pretty good read
0: high second round pick something like that you're thinking
1: oh wow uh i don't know i'm i'm very i i struggle with taking running backs high but Well, if you're telling me that... if
0: you're telling me he's right behind cook and you know he's clearly behind cook Fournette, and let's say McCaffrey, that puts him in that four to six range in terms of the running backs and in this class that looks like it's going to be a high to mid second round pick i'll tell you what and it all comes back to this for me, which he he would look pretty interesting in a, a Hugh Jackman, Hugh Jackman, yes, in a Hugh, Hugh Jackman. Hugh Jackman. Wolverine's actually coaching Ruby. the Browns this year, in a, in a Hugh Jackson power running offense.
1: Oh man, that would be an awesome fit. I would love to see that. Um,
0: and actually, they have an opening now that Pep Hamilton left, so this you could always have the Hugh Jackson, Hugh Jackman dynamic.
1: <laughs> yes. Yeah. that sounds amazing um yeah i you know i think if you're the browns the running back position is probably not at the top of your priority list but uh very interesting thought though there i i i i couldn't go top 40 with him especially in the draft with a lot of good defensive talent i think
0: sample size
1: but yeah the sample size is what kills me i mean if if where did Derrick Henry end up going? Right around 40, right? Yeah, 30, tec- 40 top day. of
0: the second to the Texans, Titans.
1: Yeah, that's that's probably fair for Scarborough. Maybe just a little bit lower because of the sample size, but he is he's as good as it gets without having the sample, let's say that.
0: Yeah, I
1: don't know. And yeah. by the way, I wouldn't put McCaffrey in that range. If that's where you're saying he's going top 30-ish, I'd, really? I'd probably... I don't think so. I... I think he'd be great. I honestly think he'd be a really good fit on the Packers, but I, I don't know that he's someone that I would need to spend a big time pick on. When you have other needs, I think that you can find that guy a little bit later on. He's he's definitely an interesting player, but I I would I would have some hesitation about him.
0: Well, can we just can we just assign him and Hunter Renfro to the uh, to the Patriots and just get that over yeah. with?
1: Oh my God! Him on the Patriots would be a amazing to watch.
0: Yeah, I mean, be it Hunter Renfro or the uh, the kid from North Carolina, Ryan Switzer, one of those two will be a Patriot. That just uh, <laughs> no makes doubt. too much I sense for him not to be. Yeah. They'll probably be the starting receivers next year. Both of them catching a hundred passes. That's... <laughs> yeah. Exactly. The That's magic amazing. of one the magic of, of the Patriots' greatest draft pick ever, Tom Brady.
1: Yes, yeah. just <laughs> amazing picks by them. They had the foresight that he would be there in the sixth
0: round. It was it's a it's a long game, and that's what they were playing. You know, when I was, you know, I've coached uh, youth basketball my whole life, and I one of my you know I'm I'm a giant draft fan in whatever form it takes, and I so I loved I loved the draft. I loved picking my team. That was one of my favorite days yeah. of the year coaching a basketball team. And my strategy that's was always quite simply. You take the best player who you don't think you can get in the next round, and the yeah, that, that's that's like fantasy. That, that's the Patriots. They 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 knew they knew Tom would be sitting there, pick one ninety nine, and they could wait.
1: <laughs> yeah, I guess that's that's a fair approach, but <laughs> that obviously now what they did, <laughs> yeah.
0: Uh, you mentioned. Uh, you mentioned you're not sure if Russell Wilson would be as good as he is on the uh, on the Seahawks if he landed on another team. What about tom brady? is he was it just always gonna be, or did did he happen to fall into the right place to allow a, a kind of like chubby kid from Michigan to emerge yeah, into, and to emerge into the the greatest quarterback of all time?
1: Well, that is a great question. I would say. I would say that a lot of it has to do with the culture and the mm-hmm. Belichick thing and being able to play behind blood so briefly and just, you know, I, I, you never know what the environment, what kind of environment is perfect for a certain player. Like, you know, I think independent of where they were, Andrew Luck and Cam Newton would have been at least this good, if not way better. Yeah. So uh, there are players that succeed in, uh, you know, despite, in spite of their coaches. And then there are players that succeed Solely because of them. And then there's some middle ground and I would say Brady's probably in the middle ground. I, I think there are probably a handful of franchises that would have been just as, he would have been just as good, but it's hard to picture a lot of them being like that. And I, I think there, it's also hard to picture a lot of franchises having the balls to keep starting him after, mm. you know, after the blood, so injury and, you know, yeah, he had won a bunch of games, but there was no lock that he was going to keep that going. And you have got this high priced former number one pick as your actual quarterback coming off injury and getting wally picked i don't think that that's necessarily something every coaching staff would have done
0: well i think that just speaks to how special um tom brady was and you know clearly belichick had some idea what he had on his hands otherwise you don't like you said you don't risk alienating drew bledsoe right
1: no question i agree with that and and uh but I'm not gonna. I'm not about to give them credit for getting him. Maybe once they got him, they were like, "Oh wow, we 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 got something here," you know. But I don't know that.
0: You know what I'm hearing I, you I, say? I, you know what I'm hearing you say, aren't you? Is that, what's you, that you give a lot of credit right now to to Jerry Jones and everybody with the Dallas Cowboys for sticking with Dak Prescott, yeah, even right. though Tony Romo's healthy.
1: <laughs> I'm, I'll give them some credit for that. I will. I, I mean, we'll let's see how it ends up. Let's see how it is eight years from now.
0: Tony a Bronco next right. year.
1: Ooh, seems right, doesn't it? It's kind of defensive they hire as head coach and offensive coordinator, but I, man, that that makes a lot of sense.
0: Not the and it was that first game, that first Trevor Simeon game was a heck of a lot of fun, but after yeah. that, not so much. National TV looked great starting his first game. You know, made a couple of bad throws, but you would imagine he would, and then he just never got better.
1: So what do you do then in that scenario? Simeon, you dump Simeon, you have him and Lynch battle it out. No, I'm
0: going after Tony Romo because if I'm the Broncos, I want to win. Yeah, I'm going after Romo. You're
1: saying you're going after Romo, then do you keep Lynch, or I'm sorry, Simeon, or what do you do with him?
0: No reason not to. I would think he's, I mean, I don't know the contract status, but I can't imagine he's not under contract cheap for a while. Yeah. So if somebody somebody says, hey, I'll trade you X for Trevor Simeon, then we can talk about that. But mm-hmm. let's see. Simeon is under contract. Can I tell you what? I will all the credit in the world to ProBasketballReference.com for listing contracts. <laughs> ProFootballReference oh, yeah. not as good about it.
1: Yeah, yeah. I it's always tough finding. It. I'm, I'm a slow Track guy.
0: That's where I am right now.
1: Yeah.
0: Uh, Trevor Simeon is under. Regardless, contract. Regardless,
1: it's not. Not a big investment, for sure.
0: No, 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 no. Did I spell Simeon wrong? How do you spell it? S-E-I-M-A-N?
1: No, S-I-E-M-I-A-N. Uh, Never doubt an Indian spelling.
0: There you go. I, I would not even consider doubting it, sir. Uh, under contract for quite a while. Uh, 2017 at $615,000. 2018 at $700,000 unrestricted in 2019 so you got him under contract two more years super cheap
1: yeah there you go no no reason to cut that out i, I it is interesting though with lynch because you know this is a guy that you've pretty much hitched your wagon to and mm-hmm. so do you, is he that raw that you have that you feel comfortable with from over a year two years possibly Um, And, you know, at what point do you say, we've got to give this guy a chance at some point? Because he didn't look terrible, but certainly not ready, it seems like. Yeah,
0: he didn't look terrible. He also didn't look good. That's fine. You know, Romo's going to be 37 next year. Well, I don't see any reason that Lynch can't spend the next two years learning under a very, very smart quarterback, a very, very good guy... And be ready to play, you know, in that 2018, 2019 season or whatever. And and mopping up when, you know, because Romo's going to get hurt. So yes. Lynch, will, Lynch will get his starts here and there. That, that feels like the best thing for the organization, especially if they do see themselves as legitimate Super Bowl contenders, which with which of that defense, they certainly should see themselves as Super Bowl contenders. Oh,
1: yeah. That's, of all the teams in the NFL, that's a team that's a quarterback away from being right there so yeah it's hard and even with those receivers and that line they've got everything you really want except for the quarterback so um i agree i think i don't really see a great fit for romo outside of denver to be honest with you as far as a team that can immediately propel themselves into the super bowl contender realistically
0: right because i mean everybody else who's looking for a quarterback tends to be the they're really bad teams in the nfl at this point (laughs) That's, that's a good point um I don't know, who else is out there? I know the the Packers are looking for a quarterback. Um, yeah, two actually. <laughs> I tell you what, I have never in my life been a bigger Packers fan than I will be this weekend. Oh yeah. Because not a, you know, not a
1: fan of the Dallas Cowboys.
0: You know, frack those cowboys.
1: <laughs> I was at the game last week. That was a, a frigid but awesome one to be at, so we're looking to decimate the NFC East one by one.
0: That works for me. I have a, a special hatred for the New York Giants after I attended that that Browns uh, Browns Giants game and just these wildly obnoxious, drunken Giants fans were sitting behind us screaming the entire game. I've never more wanted to hit somebody at a football game than I did this moment. Uh and just wow. oh my Well we've goodness.
1: never attended together to be fair.
0: That's but. true. And I mean, yeah, that instinct is obviously there. But but yeah, no. I've. Uh, oh my god, I, I'm so happy. It, in that moment, it's funny because I left the game thinking, "Boy, I hope the Cowboys win the division, just so the Giants cool. don't." Bye. Right. And, uh, and now, uh... now that you've dispatched the Giants, I would like you to continue suit and uh, and do so with the Cowboys, if you, if you don't mm-hmm. mind.
1: I I feel like we could fit it in.
0: Alright, cool. I mean,
1: yeah, uh, I, I well. Hopefully Jordy Nelson's ribs comply, but if not, then
0: what are you what are you hearing? Because I'm seeing probably not going to play.
1: Yeah, I, I would be shocked if he played. I mean, if he does, it's going to be as a decoy only. Um, but you know, he's uh, uh, you just never know until playoffs. These guys do crazy stuff to, you know, this is what they play for. Honestly, I, at the risk of sounding like a huge meatball, this is this is what it's all about. So uh, it wouldn't shock me. I guess, but it would very much surprise me.
0: Yeah, boy, I really 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 hope the Packers beat the Cowboys. After that, I don't care. Uh, actually, you know what the Seahawks <laughs> had it? The Seahawks have had enough. So, let's go. I, I'm okay. Let's see let's see Packers play. God, I would the love it. I would love it if it was the Chiefs, but yeah, the Patriots seems realistic. <laughs> Man,
1: Brady Rodgers would be so much fun. I they've only really played once. When they've
0: both been at full health, and I'm I him. feel like that would... over the Patriots. I'm speaking for all of America when I say we're over the Patriots in the Super Bowl at this point. Yeah,
1: I'm gonna go
0: ahead and agree with that. I don't, but I don't, ca- I don't care if it's gonna be fun. I don't. I'm not willing to risk the chance the Patriots win another Super Bowl. That's not okay with me. Go, go Texans. Yeah. <laughs> Osweiler can beat the uh, Patriots, right?
1: Man, yeah, Well, he has in the last calendar. Oh. In the last 14 months or so, he has. But there you go. Um, that was with a very different team. I think. H-
0: so this is, what, what you're telling me is this is basically a lot. I I would put all my life savings on
1: it. I would put all of our many millions from deeper stocks into it. My, Consider it done. My deeper stock. Consider yeah. it
0: done. Uh, what do you think? Let's let's talk a little. Let's talk a little playoffs this weekend. So, yeah, you have you have Patriots Texans first. Not going to be a super close game by any stretch of the imagination. What has to happen? 15 and a half. Yeah. That's unbelievable the yeah, spread. That's crazy. I mean I That's yeah. Uh, God bless a Texans defense, I guess, but And and New like Hopkins, New Hopkins isn't a, outstanding wide receiver but yeah boy that is uh this is not going to be fun this, this game feels like it should have been last weekend where there was just not a single close game all weekend yeah
1: i think this is going very very likely to follow suit but i still think that 14 and a half in a playoff game against the team that's not unhealthy is a little much for the divisional round, no matter who it is
0: yeah what has to go right for the texans to win this game other than you know, the oh, obvious my. answer of everything. <laughs> maybe maybe Other the Patriots, everything? the Patriots. Tom Brady pulls a Derrick Rose and doesn't show up for the game.
1: <laughs> oh man, Uh boy, I, it's really hard to pick. But the, you know, let's just call it. it. The Texans do have the best defense in the league quantitatively I mean they their numbers are very good as far as the yard and the production they gave up now they played six games against probably the worst division in football but you know it's it's um it's hard to picture any scenario where it is close I mean Brock Mm. Osweiler basically has to play his ass off I mean he can't he just he can't be Brock Osweiler which is a tough thing to ask someone to do to not be themselves but uh that's really it. I mean, they've got to break a couple big plays and they've got to follow the old Ravens model, keep that thing close and break off some big runs and, and control the clock. And they, you know, they do have the defense and running game to do it, to keep it close and then just to get sort of lucky at the end. But it's just mm-hmm. it's very, very difficult to picture a scenario where Brady doesn't shred this defense, the secondary and it not being a huge blowout.
0: Yeah, I and mean, I think that's what we all see coming. Although we all thought the uh, Alabama Crimson Tide was gonna walk to a victory over the Clemson Tigers, so that's the fun of football. Sometimes it doesn't go like we expect it to. And maybe this is the game where Brock Osweiler earns that ridiculous contract. But probably yeah, probably. Maybe.
1: Not. But doesn't seem like this does have some eerie parallels to the Flacco thing though. Like right. the first time he ran through. Everyone kinda I mean, like well, I don't think Flacco ever got benched for not being good but <laughs> uh, um, you know there are some you have to there are some very very vague parallels
0: mm. all right
1: it would have been easier to see with jj watt let's just say that with the best defensive player in the league
0: that's that's certainly true all right so in what should be a slightly better game the the kansas city chiefs take on the pittsburgh steelers sunday at slightly one o'clock eastern time how do you think this breaks down who's going to win this game and what are the keys
1: I you know I really like the Chiefs' chances in this game. I I know like there's there's a lot about the Steelers and the Big Three, and you know they're they're scoring at will, and the defense is playing better. And I just first of all, it's a fact that the Steelers don't play as well offensively on the road. Second of all, I have legit concerns about Roethlisberger's ankle. I think that that's that's a major factor for them. And third, the Chiefs are really good at home. And mm-hmm. fourth. Something that you know all too well. <laughs> I'll add this: is Andy Reid with a little bit of time has been pretty good uh, yeah, at, at at you know at using that time well. And this is a team that was well served to get that break. And I I think the Chiefs are going to win. I know that it, I guess it, it shouldn't be a hot take since I'm pretty sure they're favorite and it's a home game for a two seed. But I I just feel like everyone's got the Steelers. I think the Chiefs can beat this team. I think they will at home. Uh, in the playoff game, plays gonna be loud.
0: Yeah, no question. Um, I don't know. I, that the Chiefs. I, I don't have a feel for the Chiefs. To be honest with you, I don't. I don't. I don't know what they are. I don't have a good feel. This is. This feels like this is the Raiders spot, and they just kind of stumbled into it at the end of the season. This should be a, a really fun no raiders Steelers game right now.
1: Oh, that would have been awesome. And
0: I can tell you, I listened to. Uh, I listened to Derek Carr on the radio around here as I was driving home from Berkeley the other day, and boy, do I like that guy.
1: Yeah, he's definitely got that whole quarterback-y feel about him. You know, he's like so much more than just a really good, productive player. He's he's definitely, it's like he's studied. He's straight out of the quarterback handbook of how to respond to the media and that sort of thing, so... Yeah, they'll be back. They'll be back in this spot. But, it, man, it would have been really fun to see Chiefs at Patriots and Steelers at Raiders.
0: Yeah, the thing that strikes me about Carr is that at the same time, one, he's overwhelmingly positive without it being annoying because it can it certainly is. be annoying when people have that attitude. The the Chris Traegers of the world, and as Parks and Rec <laughs> does. And, Literally. Uh, yeah. <laughs> Great quarterback. And – uh while also giving honest and genuine answers to the questions he's asked, so that's a really fine line that is incredibly difficult to pull off. And yeah, I I became a giant. I like Derek Carr, you know, but I became a giant Derek Carr fan after listening to him the other day.
1: I I've always I loved him at, at Fresno. I thought watching him a very few times, but when when you saw, you could tell that he totally had that. It did, like you know, you always worry with quarterbacks like that that they're too rah rah, and mm-hmm. it has to be the right place. And I feel like this is the theme of today's show, but it does have to be the right place. I, it, this franchise was made to be his. Like yeah. you can just you can just tell, and he's very similar to Breeze in New Orleans. Like it's just such a neat, perfect fit. And um, and I, I, you know, it's it's a damn shame that he's not in these playoffs, but he'll he'll have his shot in the next few years for sure.
0: Yeah, no question. That team is not going to be going anywhere. But I'll tell you who will be going anywhere. Going somewhere. Their offensive coordinator, Bill Musgrave, got fired today. That came out of left field. Hmm.
1: Yeah, you have to think, usually in those scenarios, then, that um, there's some problem between the head coach and the offensive coordinator. Because DOC, I mean, their offense was obviously very, very good. But maybe they have someone in mind, too, for Del Rio. Maybe Mike McCoy. Yeah,
0: I mean. I mean, I don't know. They, uh, I believe that they got, uh, they promoted their quarterbacks coach.
1: Oh, he's a, he's going to be the OC.
0: I believe so. Let me, let me just double check on that. But I think that's what I heard when I was on the radio. Um, yeah, they're going to promote their quarterbacks coach, Todd Downing. To offensive coordinator. So that's a little, that's a little bit weird though. I mean, you're right, there has to be something going on behind the scenes that we don't know about there.
1: Yeah, I mean, it has to be. Similar to the North Turner thing, um, it's got to be something like that, right? Like you, Some kind of strange head coach, offensive coordinator problem, or maybe offensive coordinator Derek Carr problem. I mean, look, like when you think about the pecking order in a franchise like that, the quarterback is probably number one now. Mm-hmm. I mean, it's like McKenzie and then Carr and then Del Rio, and Khalil Mac. You know, it's it's that's what happens, and so maybe he had his issue. I, I were speculating. Well, I like it, you know,
0: this is one of the things I like about this Raiders organization is they've already said, you know, their next guy is is Mac. They're taking care of Mac. Then mm-hmm. Carr's gonna have to wait. Khalil's next up, then they'll get to Derek. And it's spelled out and everybody knows what it is. And I like that they're not just saying, you know, you are you know, Derek Carr is the reason that we're being we're as successful as we are right now. You are the franchise and we're gonna do whatever we have to. It's like no, this is this is your place. Know your place. We'll get to you. They respect all their players. It's just I think that's weird to say that the Raiders are a really well run organization, but I think that's the direction it's mm-hmm. gone.
1: Yeah, Mackenzie has brought a lot of really good stability and calm after you think about the Lane Kiffin debacle and that mm-hmm. was pretty much rock bottom and you know, drafting some players that basically just had raw physicality but were overdrafted, and I, I think that where they are right now, you have to think, just generally speaking, they're right in that top three or four franchises. If you could just start over or just pick up where they are, they're, they're right up there in Mackenzie, you got
0: to give Reggie McKenzie a ton of credit for that. Yeah, speaking of starting over, there's a lot of rumors out here that fallen from grace 49ers head coach chip kelly could be staying in the bay area and taking the cal job can i just say i can't get away from this guy (laughs) (laughs) yeah don't get me wrong i want chip kelly to say i want chip kelly to take the cal job because that would be a lot of fun but yeah i can't get away from this guy I mean, where is, Uh, I don't know where he's, and I feel bad for Cal, I guess, because, you know, we're out of here in four years. So even if Chip Kelly's successful, he's going to leave some, he's got to leave somewhere four years from now. (laughs) Follow us. We follow him. Honestly, I don't know which way it goes.
1: Please don't move to Green Bay for a variety (laughs) of
0: reasons. You know, he could be the Wisconsin coach.
1: Hey,
0: oh, that's a a perfect, perfect fit.
1: Yeah. Oh, definitely. <laughs> definitely. They're, they're kind of coach. No question.
0: I think he would do really well in the big 10, big 12. I, do. Now. I yeah.
1: think Chip Kelly would be, is when he comes back to college, which I think is a when not if, at this stage, Yeah, he is going to immediately be a top five to 10 program. I mean, not yeah. immediately, but all right, within a year, I agree. He's made to coach college. So Agreed. wouldn't be worried about him.
0: No, 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 that, and that's the reason I want—I would like to see him take over this Cal team because you know it would be fun to have you know one of the top five programs in the country, you know, in, a, in, in an area—in an area—it's oh. not in my backyard, but in a place that I go every day.
1: Yeah, that would be really cool.
0: And I saw that—I went to that stadium this year, and it was not a rocking environment. It would be fun to see how that student body reacts to, uh, to actually a good football program, and you know it's not the world's greatest. Uh, it's. Any acad- any high-level academic school is not always going to be the world's greatest sports school, but it not st- always it would still be fun.
1: Yeah, look we'll at Stanford.
0: Yeah, well, Stan, that works out. That works out. But you know, there's that's the one place I guess UCLA draws to. There's just USC. There is no interest in in professional football in uh, in the state of California, at least in Los Angeles.
1: Yeah, I think Raiders fans would probably disagree, but generally That's I, what I'm I, saying in Los I'm Angeles.
0: Sure.
1: Oh yeah, 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 yeah. I agree.
0: I don't I don't yeah. even yeah, I don't know. I, I wrote wrote that story this week about the the Rams come to Los Angeles and T V ratings of NFL T V ratings in LA actually dropped this year. <laughs> now you know it is worth Pointing uh, out yeah. that nationally Ratings dropped by about 8% they And they only dropped by I think it was 4.6% in LA But they still dropped and they got a team
1: So Yeah, yeah. that's pretty unfortunate
0: <laughs> No one cares and I mean it, it, The Rams are a big part of why Nobody cares it's a, Who's tuning in oh I, I can't wait to see what Case Keenum does this week
1: uh, Yeah it's It's not great
0: what do you think of uh, the Greg Williams hire for the Browns?
1: Bad. Yeah. Now, it's, I, I'm surprised. It, it doesn't seem like a Hugh Jackson move, to be honest. I don't know where that link is.
0: Well, it's, a, but... it's a, Theoretically, it's a, Greg Williams is a 4-3 coach, too, and the Browns were a 3-4 last year. While I actually don't hate their personnel for a 4-3, the one player who I think is, is really interesting is going to be Nassib, because this is a guy who I think has a really bright future in the NFL. And sure, okay. you know, I have no problem with him being a four three defensive end, but does that prohibit you from drafting Miles Garrett if you have two starting defensive ends right now?
1: Uh, I know no. you I know Garrett's when better the... I know
0: Garrett's a lot better than either one of them, but when you're a team that yeah. has all these needs and you have two good players at a position, do you have to does it make it more likely that you trade the pick?
1: Sure. Oh, that's a good point. Yeah, I mean it definitely makes it more likely, but if you're the you know if you're the Browns, you're just looking to get as ma- accumulate as many assets as you can. If you end up with three great defensive ends, you end up with three great defensive ends. I mean, look at the Texans were a disaster, and then they they draft Clowney, they draft Watt. You
0: mm-hmm. know, it didn't
1: matter that they had one or the other. They, well, they're not the playing the same position the ones, though. So. They aren't. I mean, they kind of are. Right outside, they're both playing the edge. They both have. To, they're both. Sack artists, essentially. Yes, but there I mean,
0: are different positions where they can both start in the same defense.
1: Yeah. I suppose that's true. You
0: know, and I would love to see, you know, it would be fun to see Garrett on one side and Ogba on the other because, you know, Agba looks like a very good young pass rusher, especially if they can bring back mm-hmm. Jamie Collins to play outside. And um, the, uh, the inside linebacker, yeah. whose name escapes me right now, unfortunately, is actually one of the better young inside linebackers in football, uh, Christian Kirksey. Uh, it, yeah. yeah, actually, a really good football player. So there's, you know, there's pieces there, but I don't know. I, I'm a giant, I'm a giant Nassim fan. Yeah, so, Nassim's good. I, I don't know that you don't
1: take what seems to be the clear number one player in this draft just because you have Nassim, though.
0: But, but Deshawn Kaiser is from Ohio, and so is Mitch Trubisky. So
1: Trubisky? Yeah, they're both, yeah. From, they're
0: both from Ohio. I said Trubin. I always say Mitch Trubinsky.
1: Yeah, that rolls off the tongue better, but please stop because I'm
0: going to start doing it. It's my it's my Polish heritage. (laughs) I think that's what probably here. I think there should he's put a Z in his name and it'll be fine with me. Um, Yeah, yeah, I don't know. Uh, Look, obviously, Miles Garrett should be the first pick, and he should be he should be the first pick to the Cleveland Browns. Impact pass rusher would be a lot of fun. I don't know. Regardless, um, so that brings us to the NFC should be a lot of fun. You know. We'll, we'll get to that Packers-Cowboys game in just a second, but we have the Seahawks and the Falcons in, I think this is potentially the most fun game of the weekend. Love, mm-hmm. I love, I love, I love watching this Atlanta team play offense. That is mm-hmm. just an explosive, dynamic unit. So, what do you think? Number three, Seahawks. Number two, Atlanta Falcons. How does this go down?
1: Yeah, this is, a re- I really go back and forth on this. I think the Falcons are favored by four, four and a half, and that's that seems a little bit i i here's the thing i can't get away from with the falcons a they're the falcons <laughs> B, <laughs> B, I just that defense without Desmond not fine i know Vic beasley's been awesome he's been a revelation this year but mm. i i i can't get away from the fact that they should be given just hemorrhaging yards and i get the feel i just feel like Russell Wilson will be able to do things to that defense, that secondary, especially. And I felt like they got a little bit of their mojo back last week at home. Um, you know, I I struggle with this game because this, these aren't the same Seahawks. And but I I, I think it's going to be a great one. I would bet the over on this game. Yeah. And I I still think the Seahawks are going to win. I think that they'll go in there and win this game. But I agree with you that Kyle Shanahan's done wonders matt ryan's the mvp unfortunately for me as a aaron Rodgers fan it's it's hard to disagree with that to make an argument against them and i i um i think you gotta say i think you gotta say it's the falcons or the seahawks that win this game though just because i think they've been there the pat quinn thing is interesting though to have quinn against his former team is going to be something for sure
0: all right, so uh, <clears throat> we turn to the last game of the weekend in a game that you have absolutely no interest in whatsoever, the Green Bay Packers. No, i probably just pass. The yeah. Dallas Cowboys. Now, my question to you, aren't you, as a Packers fan, how do the Packers expect to compete without the services of Mike Pinnell? <laughs> Big
1: loss of the week was Mike Pinnell, for sure. Um, you know, I actually thought that they would keep him. Uh, he was eligible to come back from his second suspension of the year. Sure. And... His strength, though, is really as a run-stuffing DT. He's been there for a couple of years. They kept him around on the roster. I mean, they could have cut him right after the suspension. They mm-hmm. kept him there. I don't really see why they wouldn't have, you know, activated him and demoted, like, Joe Carriage or one of their special teams guys that sometimes doesn't play special teams. And But, you know, they had their reasons. I mean, they were suspension-related. And so, uh, to me, I would want to cycle as many run-stuffers as I could to try to counteract. Zeke Elliott, and I know you were saying that tongue in cheek, but I do think that it, it's it's interesting that they didn't activate him.
0: Yeah, well, not only did they not activate him, they actively got rid of him.
1: Right. Yes. Yeah. Both so of them re- really, really went in
0: the other direction of activating him. <laughs> yeah. Exactly. Um yeah. How, What is your? I know what your heart says, but what what does your head say is going to happen at uh, at one o'clock Eight. or I guess one o'clock Pacific time on Sunday? Yeah, I
1: you know I think that Jordy Nelson being out is you know it it's a, obviously an enormous factor and I I I'm, I know I'm this is such a homer pa- I think the Packers are going to win though I think that Aaron Rodgers right now is playing out of his mind I don't like their matchup if they were playing at Atlanta I think Atlanta beats them beats the Packers because they they just have the ability the, the dogs to to really take advantage of a Packers secondary but I think that right now if you commit to stopping Zeke Elliott and make Dak beat you yeah I don't think that they can outscore the Packers I I think the Packers can score on the Cowboys the Cowboys don't have a huge home field advantage really I would expect a decent amount of Packer fans at that game frankly and I you know and I think that the controlled environment plays into the Packers hand honestly I think that this is not a a cold weather team they've won in the cold a lot down the stretch but at, at the end of the day it's a it's a high volume passing offense and they're going to get to do it in that controlled environment in Jerry world. I, I think this game does play into the Packers hands. I really, really do.
0: I think you're right. If the Packers are going to win, it's throw a bunch of people in the box, try and contain Elliot, try and try and knock Dak down a couple of times early. Cause uh, mm-hmm. when he gets knocked down early, that uh, accuracy tends to wane a little bit. So mm-hmm. yeah, I, I think that's the plan. I don't, I don't know how likely it is. Unfortunately, I think this, this Cowboys team really solidified with the acquisition of uh, Brown's cast off Jonathan Cooper this week is going to prove to be too much for the Packers.
1: I think the, uh, to your point, if, if they can't knock Dak down, which it, it just, it seems hard to imagine it happening because it, it that offensive line is so good and yeah. Dak plays so well behind it. And so, and then we're, and we're talking about it like, Oh yeah, we'll just stack the box and stop yeah. the league. Easy. Like that's, You know, like that's some kind of easy thing that every other team hasn't tried to do.
0: Yeah, just go right past Tyron Smith. No big deal. <laughs>
1: yeah, exactly. I, I don't think those plays are there. But I like I say, I think that where the Packers can win is making this a shootout, and the Cowboys offensive line can't play defense, as far as I know. So that is going to be a big factor. Aaron Rodgers, you know, Aaron Rodgers puts up 31, 34 points. I, I don't see the Cowboys being able to do that.
0: Yeah, I mean anybody can beat anybody on any given day, and especially when your quarterback is a guy named Rodgers. You got to you got a puncher's chance in any game. I mean, the Eagles led the led led the Cowboys for three and a half quarters, if not for some coaching blunders of epic proportions by genius play caller Doug Peterson. You know, the Eagles win that game, finish eight and eight. Um, so anybody can beat anybody. This the Cowboys team is not unbeatable, especially it's a bunch of rookies in the in their first game in the playoffs.
1: Yeah, and I just I think that it's so easy to get a cut up with Zeke and Dak in that line. But that defense, it's been good, it's been good enough. But they don't have a ton of difference makers, I think. And and they've been fine and they're I think they're made better by the efficiency and ball control of that offense, obviously. But if you keep that team on the field, I, I really Look, last time these two teams played, the Packers turned it over five times and lost by fourteen points. Yeah, I think if you minimize that to one, even one or two turnovers,
2: it's a very different
1: game. And granted, that was at Lambeau, but I just, I really, I'm, I just, I think this is a year early for the Cowboys. I really do.
0: I hope it the, the Cowboys' son never comes. To be quite frank, but, <laughs> yeah, it seems yeah. like uh, it seems like it is inevitable that the number one seed. In the conference is probably going to be good for a while And uh, yeah, and that I stinks agree. But hey The Eagles are going to have uh, Deshaun Jackson next year So making a run at the division
1: oh. Yes Yes they will I'm already counting
0: on it so if it doesn't happen I'm going to be pretty disappointed <laughs>
1: <laughs> Just dropping balls short of the goal line, left and All right Alright settle down
0: Any kind of <laughs> We were legitimately counting on Bryce Treggs To be the guy who stretches the field uh, for uh, us this year So
1: I legitimately expect you guys to have three new receivers in your top four next
0: year. I think that's realistic. I, and, you know, obviously people like to link Mike Williams to the Eagles. If he's there, I don't think there's even a question they take him. Unfortunately, I don't think he's going to be there, which means you're talking about the, uh, the Corey Davis's or the John Rosses of the world. Now, if, if, mm-hmm. if you think you're going to get Jackson back, then you're probably going to lean more towards Davis since Jackson and Ross are somewhat redundant. but, yeah, I think if you know, in a in in a perfect world where Mike Williams slips to twelve, and just let me dream for a little while before you throw throw water on that, you know, Mike Williams, Deshaun Jackson, Jordan Matthews, Zach Ertz is that's four good options in the passing game.
1: That's really nice. I think that that is a that that'll get you there for sure. I mean, I and I I'm a Wentz guy. I think that with oh, the I right do. he's, he's going to be just fine. So, uh, I that'd be fun. That'd be really fun.
0: I am too. Um, we talked last week about people's inability to compare prospects across racial lines. So can we expect a lot of uh, Dak Prescott, Deshaun Watson comparisons in the next three months?
1: Uh, how do their heights compare? Prescott's bigger, right?
0: I think they're both about 6'2". Oh,
1: I thought Watson was shorter than that. Okay. Um, yeah, for sure. They're going to look their they're exact same player. I don't know what you're talking about. They, they're literally... <laughs> are, are we sure
0: that's not... Perfect Dak cut. Prescott playing at Clemson.
1: Yeah, I'm pretty sure he's going to do both. He's going to both win the Super Bowl and
0: National Championship. So uh, Deshaun is listed at six two two oh nine, which means he's probably six one And a ish Dak yeah. is listed at 6'2", also 6'2". And, uh, you know, I don't have his... I'll have his weight in front of me, although
1: if we he heard, might actually be pretty similar actually
0: <laughs> yeah if, no i uh I think he's a little bit more built than uh yeah he's six two two twenty six and actually a hair over yeah. six a hair over six two at the combine last year, but you know they're within there' it's a negligible difference in height and Dax has got a year to put a little more weight on than uh than Deshawn had I'm sure Deshaun will be at at two twenty in the next eighteen months, so
1: wow. Man, what guy you got him on? No, I, I, that's probably an okay comparison. I I mean, an easy one. Let's keep let's keep those rolling. Mitch Chibisky's the next, uh, what Paxton are you saying? Lynch. Roethlisberger? Right. Lynch.
0: No, oh, no. Carson Wentz is the next Roethlisberger.
1: Wait. So. Oh, wow. Yeah, it's tough. I, I really can't think of any other good white player to compare him to. There's just not that many.
0: Exactly. You run out. Exactly. And <laughs> he, heaven forbid – there's a, a good white wide receiver who is under six foot. Because you're literally comparing him to like two people.
1: <laughs> oh, yeah. Oh, you're talking about Renfro being the next Edelman or yeah. Amendola or
0: Brandon the, the, Stokely. The, the next or... Patriot, basically. Yes, And exactly. my my favorite and my biggest pet peeve of all of the nonsensical prospect comparisons is wide receiver X can be great, despite his bad 40 time, because Jerry Rice had a bad 40 time. <laughs> it's the one that drives yeah, that, me more that, crazy than anything else. Ignoring the, the superhuman work ethic that made Jerry Rice, Jerry Rice. He was hurt when he ran the 40. It's like saying, it's like the nonsense when Michael Jordan got cut from his freshman basketball team. He didn't get cut. Yeah. He started on JV. Players in his high school yeah. weren't allowed to play varsity as a freshman. <laughs> he didn't get cut he was great he averaged 20 points a game on JV yeah
1: I uh yep there's no disagreeing with that I think there's yeah it's always funny to see those like oh he's Yeah. oh he's gotta be the next Drew Brees if he's under 6 feet oh, or, I just see Drew Brees in this guy every uh, single
0: time and I'll tell you what why have we never seen a black quarterback under 6 foot compared to Drew Brees uh I think I heard a couple rough, rough
1: comparisons or else maybe I made that comparison but from who uh, from myself
0: no no no. You, you, you cut out a little comparisons to who
1: oh sorry russell wilson
0: okay Russ. Well, all right i mean that's that might be a little homerism just be the wisconsin oh, connection yeah. i mean they're I also not really alike in any way no, i don't, like, I don't know that i would have <laughs> compared russell wilson to uh to, to one of the greatest most accurate passers in the nfl History well, coming you were watching Wisconsin. carefully. all right. Yeah, that's, that's fair. I clearly missed the nuances of his game while he was at
1: Wisconsin. I I, 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 live to inform. That's what I about Wisconsin only, basically. But yeah, that's what I'm here for. I gave you, I gave you the TJ Walk comparison last week. All right, I, we're ready oh. to go. I'm giving you guys these. These Anecdotes, these gems of wisdom, and if you don't take them, then that's on you.
0: Let me ask you: Is uh, is Mitch Trubisky the next Bryn Renner?
1: Oh wow, that's a tough. How did you possibly land in that? It could not have <laughs> possibly been that they went to the same school and they're both
0: the same skin color. All right, well, we're uh, the audio quality here is fading fast. Sorry, so <laughs> it says no much problem. much like the content. Yes, much... <laughs> so last thing I'm going to ask you. Now that Mitch Trubisky has made his decision, what are the odds that Wisconsin lands Malik Zaire? As we tend to end every show with,
1: yeah, let's yeah, your annual, your weekly Malik Zaire update. Um, I would say under fifty percent for sure, like thirty percent. It seems like he was clearly just waiting on the Trubisky news, and the only, uh, I, yeah, I don't see that happening because if he had, if he was bound for Wisconsin, that decision would have been made
0: yeah i was uh i was hoping to actually see that he's made a decision when i looked it up but uh as of yet he has not so well maybe next week and then we can do an all malik zaire show and that, that that'll I, get the ratings
1: can, can i only imagine how many downloads come from that
0: although be malik malik's mother and his cousin I'm, I'm gonna you know what i'm gonna leave it right, well, there. Not, yeah, Leaving yeah, it right yeah, there that's good That was the Deepish Thoughts podcast episode number nine. Thank you for listening. I'm Chris Wardell. He's on Shukana. We'll see you next week.